welcome to Challenging Behaviours, the podcast that aims to challenge our behaviours in the sector of learning difficulties and people with autism or similar things. Um, I'm Tom. I'm Adam. I'm Jack. So this is the intro. Together to we are. <laughs> Changing the world. <laughs> um, so this is the intro to our first episode where we just try and talk about our reasons for doing it. Jack wasn't actually there. So... The sound quality here sound is a lot better than it is on the episode because Jack's got really good equipment and we should have waited and didn't. So we're apologising for the sound quality in advance. Um, Adam can tell you what we spoke about quickly and then we'll let you get into it. Oh, I don't know if I can actually. I've uh, completely forgotten. So we we introduced ourselves. Check the notebook. Check the notes. Um, yeah, we introduced ourselves. We uh, We really had a fairly free-flowing conversation, right? We were talking about our own experiences and involvement in uh, the community, the world of learning difficulties, autism, etc. Um, touched, touched on a few different things. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. I hope you enjoy it. The next episodes will sound a lot better, hopefully. Oh, well, well if this sounds good... Yeah. If the intro is good, I think uh, it's going to be a it's pretty coming up good Millhouse. time for everyone. <laughs> so we're just going to have to excuse the sound quality on the first, yeah. the first podcast, getting yeah. dipping our toes into the podcast world. Chairs are squeaking. Chairs are squeaking. At the end, I even keys are clacking. Went like that for just the squeaking. Well, <laughs> just so you know, Tom just did a little twerk. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy it and. Tweet us, give us feedback, let us know what you think. Thank you. Welcome to our podcast. This is our first ever time making a podcast. We've never done this before. My name's Tom, I'm with Adam. Adam came up with the podcast idea, so I'm going to let him introduce it. So yeah, over to you, Adam. Right. So, um, I was thinking I wasn't going to introduce it so much as explain where the idea came from, the um, sort of genesis of it. I was watching, um, that's my first, um, should we keep a count of the ums? Should we keep an um count? Yeah, yeah, yeah just count. A, yeah, cool, right. sweet. One, one. Um, two. <laughs> so you were recently on BBC Breakfast, is that right? And then yeah, uh, I, I, on the radio. Me and, me and my mum. Your mum, does that, that count as an um? <laughs> My mum. So um, you were on BBC Breakfast and then BBC on the TV and then on Five Live and... Um, Radio 4. And Radio it's a day programme. And uh, I, we were texting later in the day and I, you, you asked me how I, what I thought and I said um, that it was, yeah, it was really good good points made but it struck me when I was watching it particularly the TV interview the, because I we've been getting you know ha- hanging out a lot more of it like since the original um, yeah residential but more, like more so recently um, and we've been out for a few beers and you again we were just talking about patting each other on the back too hard <laughs> But you, you're you're so um, sort of fluent and uh, articulate when we're talking. We just say when we're, when we're able to just talk naturally um, yeah, about cool. what yeah. we think, how we feel, you know, experiences and things things like that. You'll we'll just talk, and you'll just talk. Um, but it was very clear to me on that. BBC Breakfast interview that you're very nervous. Um, yeah, no, nav- I was, like, I was so worried. Yeah, I would be so, yeah. so nervous. Um, I'd have done, I think, a lot worse than than you did. Uh, but then I, uh, so and because I've over the last year or so, I've gotten really into podcasts. Um, listen to more and more podcasts. I would say so I'm the same. Yeah. Struck me that it's like, oh, you should do a, you should do a podcast. Because then it, you could, you know, it would change the dynamic entirely. You yeah, just no, it's um, less of a That's why I wanted to get, like, I thought we should do it as a two, because we've kind of, we, for the for the point of the people listening, we um, we often end up, like, if we're at the pub or whatever, chatting about 
the topic of like learning difficulties, which the podcast is focused on, um, we often get really into it and have really like what we would call good discussions. But we always like like when I was on TV, I did come off thinking like I was I've made my points, but I wasn't as fluent and as comfortable. So like I thought if, when you came up with that idea, I was like I'd love to do that, but I'd need like someone who I definitely can like bounce off. And I was like, sure, gotta go for the 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 guy that I always talk about it with adamantium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, um, that's yeah, that was our reason for setting this up. That because that was that was my gonna be my. Um, intro question my initial question to you it was my great idea obviously but what was your what made you feel like it was such a good idea and obviously you've spoken to your mom and dad who um who also thought the idea had legs but what particularly appealed to you about um the podcast um well it's it's quite funny because like I've been thinking about either starting a blog or even like the word podcast had like gone across my mind, but not at all seriously. Like I'm like you, you really fleshed it out, but because I just thought I'd been reading a lot of books, kind of about social issues and stuff, and I'd firstly noticed that there wasn't really an, any about learning difficulties and disabilities, but I'd also noticed that these books were so interesting, and they often started from blogs, and I just felt like well I have things to say, I wanted I want to study politics at university. I was like, maybe I should just start a blog in my year out where I just go and rant about X, Y, Z that I find infuriating or interesting to talk about. And then when you came to me with that idea and I was like, this is kind of, yeah, I guess we could try it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. You're both sound like idiots. Yeah. And we just won't release it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, never, it'll never get out there. Um, but I'm also That's not the worst. The worst <laughs> is that we do release yeah. it and we both yeah. sound like idiots and... And it goes completely, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, don't, no, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I just thought, well, if I, as long as, like, because blogging is a very, like, solo thing, whereas this could be a very sort of open-ended project where loads of people can contribute. And, mm. But especially, like, us two, we have the discussions anyway. Like, it's basically just a case of whack on a mic while we have the discussions and sure. see if anything worth worth uploading comes out. Yeah, that was uh, that was my motivations. You've explained yours. Would you say there's anything else to add? That was your, I guess, your ideas, like more than motivations. If you have anything you wanted to get across, um, no, I don't have anything I like to get across. So I don't really have a. I don't know. I don't know if I have a motivation. I love podcasts. Yeah, and like I said, I th- I thought the the uh, podcast um, setting would be ideal for. Uh, for, for you, um, purely going off of your, the um, the breakfast inter- yeah. interview, you know, to have a you know relaxed setting and environment where, you could, where we could just talk, um, yeah, and just sort of flow, yeah, um, and say what was on our minds, have that um, sort of safe, um, free flowing. I think it would probably be quite important now to like say where we're coming from, I guess, because we both kind of, our overall aim we agreed was probably that we wanted to open up the discussion about learning difficulties, because, well, from my point of view is that I'm um, I'm part of the Justice for LB campaign, which is my first experiences, so I'm Connor Sparrowhawk's brother. If you're listening to this, you probably know who he is. I don't think anyone who, like, you wouldn't really be into a podcast like this if you didn't, but if you don't check it out it's a good campaign um i'm also i've uh, volunteer in the sector and i love it and then i've done some paid work too uh that's kind of that's how we met volunteer well i was a volunteer you were paid uh, and then yeah. yeah if you want to experience your i mean you'd say expert by experience i guess over professional but i, I mean, didn't say that i didn't say would you that. not was that no. not you okay I, i've missed you said that and i and i and i told you i wouldn't have it <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. No. Well, so I was like trying describe it broadly. I guess I've done I've done inverted commas without actually putting anything <laughs> inside it. Yeah. I've got we've got notes we've got notepads in front of us and we're we're amateurs, but it's gonna get better. Yeah. It's gonna, the only way is up. there will be notes and they'll be um they'll be excellent. I'm sure. Uh. So I I started working in the sector. Um, what in word? 2012. We should call out every word that we're kind of uncomfortable with using, but have to use because there's no other word. Yeah, like even yeah. sector is like, oh, a, shouldn't shouldn't a be a sector. Strain. Like, yes. Sector. 
Um, I was, um, and this is, and it will, I think, be, I think it will come up and will be more um, relevant in um, later discussions, either in this episode or in, um, or later episodes. But um, I, I was working in a pub. Um, I very not good quite pub, finished I my say. degree. Very good pub. Yeah, it's a great yeah, pub. Yeah, Shout White Hart. Shout Shout out the White Hart. It's a great pub. I was working there. I was a grumpy barman there. Um, in the process of trying to finish a degree, um, an English degree, and was looking at job opportunities. English only opens up so many um, employment opportunities. So I was um, I was predominantly looking at teaching roles. Um, but I mean, we talked about it a second ago, off air, off mic. But I um, I wasn't. I was looking at teaching. I was interested in teaching. I had a self defense instructor background, so I you know I liked the process of teaching and working with people towards things. But um, so teaching felt like the natural fit for me but I was not really very um, committed or confident about it and I certainly didn't I didn't love school when I was in it so the idea of going back into a mainstream teaching setting as a teacher kind of terrified me I was just yeah. but I was I was taking tentative steps towards it um, and uh, I, I just stumbled across an ad on the internet for a community learning facilitator, which is working with um, people with a wide variety of learning difficulties, um, autism, Asperger's uh, syndromes, uh, yeah, things like that. Designing and delivering bespoke community-based learning packages. Um, and I thought, that sounds great. I like the sound of that not having to because another thing about teaching is that I thought I'd rather teach to adults because adults aren't as savage as yeah, children no, children are worse but adults are adults and they're generally you know they've got ex, you know experience behind them and if they've gone back into education then they you know quite often they're self-educated autodidacts yeah. to um, some degree and I, I thought I could I can I can just imagine a situation where I'm stood teaching a group of adults who know something about the subject that I'm teaching that I don't know about yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> um, and I would just be you know it would just be so embarrassing and horrified I couldn't quite bring myself to um, pursue so like, it yeah. you know? I, I wasn't confident enough in my um, skills and my, and my knowledge um, but community-based learning that I got on with you know there was no there was less pressure to know everything that it felt like it was an opportunity to um, sort of discover and work on yeah. um, things and work with individuals on whatever they wanted and or you know slash needed to to work on um, and work towards. So I got involved in, in, with that. Um, I said it was probably a, a good thing to come back to because I had like real anxieties about about that before I'd actually gone into the sector yeah um, but yeah to just to like complete my um, you know like credential your story, introduction yeah. you know um, so I got uh, I, I, I got that job I started working in that sector and um, started working with a young man who obviously James, yeah yeah, no, yeah. Um, who I've 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 gotten permissions from families to use his name and things like that. Oh, that's very cool. I was gonna, I was gonna ask, but yeah, no, yeah, no, no, they're, they're they're very very keen, very keen. Um, they like the idea. So um, yeah, started working with him. Uh, yeah, young man called James who was actually yeah, he was a uh, family friend, yeah, of, um, yeah, family friend and classmate of, of my brother. Yeah, no, yeah. So yeah, that's sort of the my the base of my experience yeah. um i've gone on to work with other charities and families from there but that's uh that was my yeah no and i think the thing we both wanted to get across was that we're not we're not trying to come at this from like a point of view where we we know everything we're not saying like what we say on this podcast what we what our beliefs these are all our beliefs they're not like 
they're just what we think. So we'll we'll say things that people won't agree with or people will agree with, and that's fine. Like we're not coming at it from a point where we're saying if you don't act like this and you don't behave like this, you're evil person yeah we just wanted we just found that when we discussed it we had really interesting discussions and we kind of wanted to see what other people think so we're basically just kind of winging it from and we thought we'd give a background as to why we feel like we have some right to discuss it but it's something that everyone has a right to discuss yeah so, so like yeah if not a right uh you know a, a position a reason to discuss it to an extent when we're not setting ourselves up as authorities on the subject yeah, or but entitled we are yeah we are exactly <laughs> But we are. Uh, that's seen our notes. Yeah, I've just read the notes. <laughs> but we, we're, um, you know, we're invested, invested yeah. in the sector. We and are, I think, part of the community. I feel part yeah. of the community. You know, that like, I certainly don't see myself just as a staff member who yeah, works with people um, with learning difficulties. You know, I don't see myself as, um, yeah, the authority in the room when I'm on my own in a room with. Uh, a group of people with learning difficulties you know we're yeah. all human beings and you know, exactly. it's, it's really an, an enjoyable thing to be just part of that part of a, a community and part of a, a friendship group yeah and just to, be a natural normal human being yeah with everyone else the people and it's yeah room. we just wanted to discuss our experiences and sort of try and open up a discussion and like like you were saying about being part of the community and it being something that it's a, it's a human issue. It's not it's not an issue that only people with learning difficulties have. Like yeah. to reference when I was talking about reading books on social issues and thinking, oh, there isn't any on learning difficulties. Someone makes the point where they were studying history um, as a black woman and they were saying that they studied the civil rights movement in English, like the England sorry the England civil rights movement. And their friends who were white were just like, this isn't interesting. And she was like, how is it not interesting for you? It's so important to me. And I feel like this is what this discussion is. This is a discussion that everyone should be having mm. because it is a human discussion. It's not, it's not just a, it, what we're going to talk about isn't just for people with learning difficulties and people who work in the sector. It's a human issue of like, this is something that we need to all address and kind of try and work through because there are, I mean, we'd be silly to deny that there aren't issues about it. Yeah. But we're, that takes us on to our next topic of this intro episode. We wanted to talk about our ideas for future episodes. We have we haven't really set it in stone, but we were just we were brainstorming. We thought it'd be good to outline our kind of aims and well, we've said our aims, but like what we the episode ideas we have. I mean, you spoke about talking about your anxieties, which I think would be something really good to discuss because growing up with an autistic brother, I never really had those anxieties. Yeah. So we could definitely... Really interested in having that. I think, yeah, definitely. Like, something we should look at. And we also had... Well, I mean, you had the idea of um, doing, like, spoiler casts, which you probably you could probably elaborate on better yeah. than I can. Well, the, probably the best idea is probably mine. Yeah, but for, uh, <laughs> You know. Oh. Ah, that's a joke. <laughs> I'm just joking. For the tape, he was telling a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... It would be fairly uh, self-explanatory. The I guess the podcast format lends itself to rambling chats, ramble chat. Is that um, a, uh, Joe um, Steele? What's the, what's the, what's the uh, Adam Buxton? Adam Buxton, the, yeah. Uh, a great ramble chat jingle. Shout out to Adam <laughs> Buxton if you want to come on our podcast. That'd be really great. <laughs> Please, <laughs> we need it. Um, yeah. So obviously, uh, discussions uh, and interview format works really well. But some of my favourite podcasts are um, sort of spoiler and uh, you know I, I love movies and TV shows and you know books and things and I I can't you know if I if I sit and watch an episode of Game of Thrones for example I'll go straight onto the internet to um, on Reddit watch you discussion Reddit shows no not not Reddit but oh, like interesting sort of screen junkies and yeah, things yeah, like that yeah. I like those shows don't always agree with anything but it's it's a discussion say, but I like I love the discussion yeah. I love like hearing and diving into what other people think about things. Of course, yeah. Even when I don't agree, it can be really frustrating. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that kind of thing. So, um, and there are lots and lots of films and books and just general TV media shows. Yeah. yeah, you know, with content um, relevant to learning difficulties, Asperger's, autism, and some things are great and some things are, you know, yeah. just, I'm just, holding my, ha my hands to my, to my they just make you, yeah, they make you question the, the, the knowledge behind the, the, whether there was research and yeah, even knowledge, yeah. preservation, um, 
and yeah, we, we would both agreed that it would be really fun and interesting to watch even the worst ones and yeah. just talk about not even saying that they're bad because you know for all we know it could be one person's experience but just saying that to us we watched it and thought we didn't like this part we didn't like this part but mm. this part was really interesting or even if it's a great film overall we can always just say but in our opinion we found the betrayal bad. But that doesn't mean yeah. it was a bad betrayal. That just means we found it bad. And we thought that'd be really fun and interesting. I think it's a really important point, yeah. Um, there are a couple of examples I can think of where it's, it's not that... I mean, like an obvious example is um, is like Rain Man. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I'll watch it. You've never seen it, so the, we'll watch it. Yeah, like, for the case I, of the I've podcast. seen it a few, a few times. Like, it's a good film. It's a really good film. Um, and... Uh, Dustin Hoffman's um, portrayal of an autistic savant is like rings really true to yeah. that particular type of character, but it doesn't. Um, but it's not, you know, that's, that's a a very sort of specific character um, and doesn't ring true of. Like, it, it's definitely not the the, the norm for um, you know a person with autism. Um, so it's not that the the point I was going to make. It's not necessarily that the film is bad, but sometimes characters do or do not ring true um, in, in whatever way. And there are loads of um, great, uh, yeah, books, TV shows, films where um, it it'd just be really good to have a discussion about that and yeah, bring it into the. So yeah, I've just googled. Um, I remember watching. On a friend recommendation, uh, a film called The Black Balloon. It's a Australian yeah. film, um, and uh, I can't remember the exacts of it. But basically, it's um, about a boy, and he's got an autistic brother. And my friend recommended it, basically saying it's really good, and I think you really enjoy it. And I remember watching it, and for me, I found it really difficult to engage with. It was the film itself was well, it was okay, but the the thing that I struggled with, and this is a discussion that we've had before, and I think we're really good to have on episode is. It is the whole actor, should the actor be autistic, should he not? Right, and right. The, But the issue I drew with this one was that he was, um, I remember reading interviews, and the guy said the way that the actor justified being in the film was that he'd gone out onto the street using his autism impression and to see the public reaction and see whether they could tell that he wasn't autistic. And I read that interview and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you did yeah. what? I was so angry and I was, and I watched the film after reading that interview and I was like, it's a terrible impression anyway. What is he doing? Like, should have been someone else. But yeah. and see, I don't like even that. know what that means. Yeah, That's exactly. It's, what... it's awful. It was, it was <laughs> dreadful. Like, the film itself as well is, is it, it, it's a bit of a naff film. It's, mm. But it wasn't the worst one I've ever seen. But when I read that interview, it instantly became a film that I really got angry at and, but discussions like that, I think, would be great to have and to open up the discussion to everyone who listens, even if it's just us two, yeah. in which case it would be an easy discussion because no one will question us. Yes. But no, um, <laughs> literally, like, anyone who wants to say anything, like, you know, we'll definitely check out tweets or whatever. Just, you know, we want to hear what people have to say because we're trying to make the discussion universal in a way that, not that it's yeah, not already, but just, yeah, we just want to have discussions that we think will be interesting and if hopefully other people will enjoy I guess is the aim and the spoiler casts like was something that we got particularly into because we've fluctuated from films that we think are rubbish to fil- to things that we think are great like we were talking about Curious Incident earlier yeah, and how we say. we both really engaged with Curious Incident with Dog in the Night and it's not the whole the whole trope of like you know you've met if you've met a person with autism you've met one person with autism obviously you can't really write a book with an autistic character that's not we, we could never read it and go, well, he doesn't have autism. Well, that's not accurate because yeah. it's such a wide spectrum. But it's just that one particular thing we found so engaging and interesting and kind of done in a way that we thought was really, really good. Because sometimes it's true things can... A, a, per, yeah. a certain type of person who has um, autism, yeah, right? That, exactly, yeah. That it feels like... It, feels, it felt real. That's what I would yeah. say. If it, and sometimes... But that's not to say that it's... Um, that that is what a person with autism is exactly yeah and the thing is about it that I found is that it didn't sometimes you can fall into the trap of using the learning difficulties as a sort of comedic aspect Mm. and that's something that that book and obviously loads of films will try not to do that and I'm not saying that anything about it is funny but they're not they're not trying to be funny and I don't find it funny when they are because I'm more of a like oh it's not funny but um (laughs) But yeah, it's um you could it, sometimes it I don't can like be, it and I won't have it. <laughs> but sometimes it can be thrown in in a sort of like cheap kind of 
let's try and make this relevant way. But that I thought that whole book was crafted in such a way that was... I just remember being so engaged with it when I read it. And there were still points in it where I was a bit like, oh. But that was me being like, that was me, but I had to recognise that, you know, autism isn't something that, you know, my experiences aren't the only experiences. So it it did that well, whereas you get ones where if you go for a completely stereotypical autistic character who's amazing at maths or something, you're just buying buying into a stereotype and sort of creating this ridiculous sort of world where... People with autism, everyone's good at maths. And like, yeah, we're going to end yeah, up in a society yeah. where people have integrated, but every time you see someone and they've got autism, you're like, whoa, what's two times two? And they get it like straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. the ridiculous what? sort of, we don't want to create a set of stereotypes that are just ridiculous and wrong. And sometimes they fall into that category of just being, like, even I know like Rain Man or like X and Y, they're both films that focus highly on very, very skilled autistic yeah. people. It's like, sometimes it'd be just. I, I hate. Hated X and Y. I'm gonna say disclaimer. Yeah. Like, anytime it comes up, I'm gonna. Adam's gonna leave. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I haven't I'm seen it yet, amazing. but I will watch it for the case of this uh, podcast. But yeah. yeah, we'll do. We'll do an episode. Um, but yeah, I know. I know from the trailer that it's a it's a very mass based, and even just from looking at it outside in, anything mass based autism wise, I get a little bit questionable because I think yeah. it's it's an easy stereotype to make, and I I'm very much a person that I just I love people to be in things on just being them I don't like to, them to be in them for the fact that they're second maths or like oh, yeah. I don't like their whole their whole um, character to be built on this amazing thing they can do I quite yeah, like it yeah. when you get a character who's kind of got learning difficulties or something or other and is, is just in it to be in it like when I you have like a family real. yeah exactly Sorry, you, I was just going to say like if you have like a family sitcom and you have a character with like learning difficulties in it. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I've, I must have seen some. Hopefully, please, say I've yeah. seen some. <laughs> Come on. Um, but you know, just when they're in it, and it's it, you know that they've got learning difficulties, or even if you don't know, but like they're just in it, and they're in it, and that's it. There's yeah. no, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not a story arc, and it's not a thing of like, oh, look at this character with autism. We're really relevant. We've got an autistic character. He's really good at maths, though, because you know people yeah, with yeah, autism yeah, yeah. are great people. They can all do maths, and it's like. Uh, they're great people for other reasons they're not like and the whole mass thing is just a stupid stereotype that just it's creates really and it stupid and it's really stereotype. damaging I can imagine for your sort of own self-belief if you're told that by the media that your whole life should be built on the fact that you're amazing at maths it's mm. ridiculous because as we said earlier, you've met if you've met a person with autism you've met a person with autism you can't yeah. if, it sounds if, like a, a cliche but it really is it's the it most really accurate cliche. <laughs> yeah. Like we say it all the time when we're like um, after work and stuff like that. Like where we just, it, if we're having discussions, like you and you shouldn't put pressures on people to be amazing. Like that shouldn't be the only thing that people with autism are recognised for. There's so much great things out there. And I mean, it's as true as saying if you've met a person without autism, then you've met a person <laughs> exactly. Autism. Yeah, literally. Like, you know, yeah. The, the like spectrum, the variety of. Uh, Characters and personalities is yeah. ju- just as varied. It's interesting when, like in my job, I meet new people all the time. You, um, you know, young people. My my current role, I'm working with um, young people aged 17 to 19. But over the course of my career, I've you know I've had initial meetings with children as young as 11 and adults, you know, as old as they go. Um, but and and I always think it's like the and I always say the more information I can get about somebody, um, especially when I'm trying to build a plan for somebody, build a uh, you know like an education plan, development plan, um, behaviour support plan, or what have you. Um, the more information I can get before I meet somebody about uh, triggers and things like that, the better because I don't want to meet somebody for the first time, like particularly triggers, likes and dislikes, because I don't want to meet somebody for the first time and just like blunder my way um you know into antagonizing that person like turning turning them off me forever um so you know like that kind of information is useful but having the word autism on their um you know in their their notes before i meet them actually doesn't tell me anything well yeah i mean it's Um, both of us have the experience of you get new people coming to the stuff you're helping out at or you're running or whatever and I've always been, yeah, the same as you, where, you, you know, I don't really care what their diagnosis is. Mm. I just care 
about whether there's anything health and safety wise I need to know, or yeah, if, yeah. But like you know, I want to know their likes and dislikes so that I know what to strike up a conversation with. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. that's and that's just a natural thing. Like if that's anything, like when I got to school, if I could find out what someone I wanted to be friends with liked, you know, that helps me to start a conversation a yeah. bit easier. Like it's it the, but the, the diagnosis is it's irrelevant, worthless. and that's why I that's the whole that comes back to this whole spoiler casting of. You shouldn't have films where the diagnosis of autism means you're instantly great at maths. Like, because mm. you, it, I mean, I can only put myself in someone's shoes. And one of the plans for the podcast is that we want to get a lot of people like who can talk about their experiences of autism on. Um, is that yeah? I mean, it must be pretty difficult if you're not good at maths and you're autistic because yeah, it's seen yeah. as the only thing that they've got going for them. And I mean, we can both vouch, at least from the young people I've met and adults I've met. You know, there's so much more out there that people with autism can bring to the table in the same way that there's so much more out there that people without autism can bring to the table it's not it's not like they've only got mass going for them and no, I, I, it annoys no. me in films that in films they only seem to have mass going for them but yeah. that's it, probably a, yeah like it annoys me because it's such a um it's such a sort of prevalent uh, like, and like sort of per- pervasive sort of perception in um for people in the general public my mum even my mum you've met my mum she's shout lovely out. yeah she's shout out kindest. Adam's mum lovely Adam's woman Adam's mum or Mark we spoke about my mum she's probably mentioned you she's one of the she's one of the kindest she's going to be listening because she'll probably give it a little lesson, listen yeah. shout out yeah. yeah thank you for the uh, tea a lot of tea when I went round for the Tough Mudder nice old lady um, she um, like she, she probably won't even remember this but um, because it, it, it wasn't it was a passing uh, yeah. comment, but uh, I think, and it, I think it was a few years ago. But we were talking, we were saying something about it was so um, you know like passing, fleeting, unimportant. I can't remember even the context of the conversation. Really, I just remember saying something about autism, and her making a comment about um, somebody being really good, you know, like or people with autism being really good at maths, um, and I sort of challenged on it a little bit not in a hostile way because you know she's my mum um, <laughs> but I was like cool. no well no not 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 really that's not really true um, and then I think she quoted maybe uh, well not quoted but she referenced uh, I think there's a Bruce Willis film maybe is it Bruce Willis he has to protect some child with autism he's figured out some I can't, I can't. I should have done a little bit of research first, but I think there's some autistic child who has some code, <laughs> like he's figured out some code or he has some knowledge um, that is super important for some reason. Um, uh, Mercury Rising. Mercury Rising. I think that's it. Um, uh, yeah. The kid's super good at maths or, or, or something. Nine-year-old autistic boy who has cracked the government's new unbreakable code. Right, 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 right. That's the one. Um, so she, you know, she saw that film and, you know, I haven't seen the film. She said it was a really good film and I'm sure it is a really good film. Spoiler cast. I haven't got any problem. Yeah, spoiler cast. I'm sure it is a really good film. Um, you know, it's not that, like Rain Man, again, really good film. It's not that, um, just because it's a cliched, stereotypical depiction of of a person with autism doesn't make it a bad film. But it does kind of propagate this idea that um, people with autism are savants. Like, yeah. I remember another conversation with a lady who I was uh, who I'd met oh. um, <laughs> a number of years ago. Shout out this lady and a very great um, friend of mine, um, who I won't name because I didn't agree with him on this particular point. But um, yeah, this is years ago. This is two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But the three of us in a room having a conversation and somehow autism comes up and um, they sort of start having a conversation about how, you know, some people with autism have, um, you know, are like a, a sort of geniuses, you know, and, and sort of referencing Rain, Rain Man. You know, they, ha- they have um, like incredible mass abilities, like counting cards and things like that. Like, it's not just a, it's not really a disability, you know. It's like, and, and I, the bit I specifically remember is the girl was like, no, no, it's like, it's a gift. And I was like, Ugh. and I was, this is pre my involvement in this sector. Yeah. But even then I was like, well, that's not really like, that is a gift. Being able to do something like that, um, like is, is amazing. That's fant- like fantastic ability. But if we're, if we're being honest, like the, the, the character, that, um, the actual human, the, the Rain Man, 
is I can't remember his name, but he's based on a real person. I mean, yeah, he can do all these amazing things, these um, uh, amazing mathematical feats. But he he can't really dress himself. Um, you know, he needs one to one support. Raymond to to... Dustin, played by Dustin Hoffman. Right. Uh, well, but the uh, the real man's name was that. Oh, uh, I don't know then. Yeah, sorry. It's based it's based on a real um, person. Um, but the the thing that I sort of took exception to was it's not. I, d- I don't. I'm not saying that it's a curse either. It, but saying that it's a gift is it's not really taking a, a realistic look at the condition and the wide variety of um you know people and personalities that you know fall within that within that spectrum you know um, the whole gift thing is is so interesting because it's kind of a cop-out to say it's a gift because like when you when when people with autism are fully sort of accepted in society and they're and they're being treated as fully human then yeah you can say things like that but if you're if you some like if you've got autism and even if you're great at maths but like i'm not saying that that's something that people with autism are all like obviously as we said you know you've met one person you met one person yeah. this autism and maths trait is a silly stereotype yeah. but you know until I don't think you can ever call it a gift when you're born into a world that's kind of against you from the beginning. Like that's a great it's, point. It's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's a cop out from from a society point of view where you're trying to say like, well, you know, we don't need to change everything because they've got the, they've got the maths gift. Everyone, yeah. they've, they're <laughs> yeah, really yeah. good at you know if they want to go to a casino and make a Wouldn't living. You love to be so great at <laughs> maths. I know, like, and it's like well, when we live in a society where the life expectancy is lower and things like that. You know, yeah, can yeah. you say any of it's a gift yet? And it's not. That's not me saying that autism isn't something that I think is personally like an amazing thing and we should cherish. It's just me saying that I would never call it a gift at this time. Right. Time because it's not it's not treated as a gift in society and it's not if you're not, if your life expectancy is lower you can never call that a gift but that's not me saying that I don't think autism is like you know it's not me saying that autism is a bad thing or anything like no, that yeah that's I me think... recognizing and being realistic about the society we live in and something that like you know I if I could change of course I would change a million times over like it's it, you change the cult the culture and, and the, the, the culture is so social, important yeah. Um, uh, like acceptance and integration, you know, not the, exactly uh, condition necessarily. Sure, you would want to make some people's lives easier in some ways, but uh, um, but I don't think we're ever talking about changing a person's personality. Yeah, um, of course. You know, yeah. and having autism doesn't. Um, uh, that's not. I think. I think. Like you, you and I would both say, having. Autism isn't about the so right. What do I want to say? Like the any negative aspects aren't about that person's personality. You know, you know and you love um, and like enjoy an individual like yeah. for who that and that can be said about anyone, regardless is. of yeah. This is that's the funny thing is that we are having we we are having these discussions about autism as a as example here sort of in a way where we're saying like you know we, you love you love a person um uh, da, 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 and it's like but this is it's the same as how you feel about anyone but we we the way that we we're, I would say the way that society is set up and the way that people with autism are sort of received makes me feel like I need to specify that I would treat anyone with autism the same as I treat anyone else which is yeah, so yeah. funny because that's what I've done my whole life and I know we've had this discussion before but like because I grew up with an autistic brother like I've always it's never been something that's really been a big deal to me but it's like I still find myself kind of trying to have to make the point that I hey everyone I'm, I'm treating everyone equal mm-hmm. as much as I can but it out there like it doesn't happen and you you can't say that you're treating everyone equal as a society like I would never say that we are we being the collective society point of view treat everyone as equal as a society because you know the whole life expectancy point which I'm sure we'll come back to so much in this podcast because when I found out I was so angry and it's, it's ridiculous but you know I mean I treat everyone I meet with the same respect I treat anyone but you know, we, we for and that's this is it's not my fault. We live in a society that has a lower life expectancy for people who are born with something like autism or learning difficulties. But you know, I can't that because it's not. I'm not saying it's my fault that it happens, but I am saying I can't. We can't say we live in an equal and fair society that treats everyone. You know, and like you was you were making the point that you treat every individual you meet like you know as a new individual. 
and it, but it's funny that you have to make that point. And I'm not saying you're wrong for making it. It should be made. But can you imagine if we were saying that about someone about autism where I was like, ah, oh, I went to school and I was treating everyone, you know, as a new person. Right, right. Like, it, it's <laughs> yeah. so funny. And that, that's kind of one of the reasons we set this up was that we want to make that point that this is ridiculous. We're sat here... Even the fact that we are making a podcast about the fact that we think a yeah. group in society doesn't get the recognition they deserve. Like, I think we were talking about this, um, or I was uh, I was definitely talking to Fran. Um, Fran is, I mentioned uh, James earlier on, who I started working with in um, 2012. Yeah, his mum, Fran, went to a conference the other day, and I was having a conversation with her about how I regularly at the moment um, seem to be getting into conversations or situations where I feel a little bit silly describing and this isn't to this isn't to pat myself on the back or it's not supposed to be self-congratulatory but um, I feel silly for when I'm describing our approach to the particular project that I'm working on at the moment or indeed the approach that um, I or we have had to the learning programs that I've been involved with over the years, James is a good example of it um, because I really feel like all I'm doing is, you know, in the in the sector and with build positive behaviour support coaching and all of that, you use um, something called person-centred planning, um, which is just really all it is is just as we've already said, meeting the individual and working with the individual and finding out what's important to them, what's important for them, what their likes, their dislikes are, their, you know, uh, aspirations, you know, all the different factors of their life and, um, yeah, like building a plan around those to get them to where they want to be, whatever their individual goals might be. Um, and, yeah, the, the point I was going to make is I feel silly for saying something like, I just treat people as individuals, you know, I yeah, just want to, when exactly. I meet somebody, I just want to meet that person and have a conversation, you know, I don't take, uh, I make a point nowadays of not taking a paper and pad into an initial meeting with somebody um, because I don't want to be a stuffy bastard in a shirt, you know, um, with a pen and paper making notes about you. I want to just sit down and have a yeah. chat and build a relationship um and 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 not just feel like i'm building and, and come across like i'm building a clinical you know professional relationship i want to build a real relationship yeah. with a real rapport and actually understand and it's, it's, what i'm talking about where you're coming from but i feel i feel silly because um that's how, that's sort of our usp like that's that's the main thrust of the of how we're approaching um, the program that I'm working on, but that doesn't feel like a USP. It doesn't feel like that should be a special thing. Like it should be, surely should be standard, like bare minimum. You know, yeah. if you're working with uh, um, in a person and and like and Christ, not just working with the person, but actually in a position where you are trying to influence, in some cases, influence decisions around. Uh, you know that around that person's life and, and have input in the decisions that get made around that person's life it should be bog standard bottom of the barrel that you get you make every effort to make that person as involved in that decision as you possibly can yeah you know the the norm should be that they are the one making that decision and you are trying to support it and help guide and troubleshoot sometimes and you know, you're the person that helps figure out how you get to that point. You're not the person that set, that prescribes it. You know, and says, "Well, uh, you know, this is what we need to do. This is where we need to where we need to go." So, yeah, I, I feel embarrassed when I say, "You know what? The main thrust is that we, um, you know, value people and want to get to know people. It's about relationship building first and foremost." I feel like that should be obvious. Yeah, I mean, but then it comes back to like, especially for you as being like, because I'm normally the same age or around the same age as the people that I'm like um, hanging out with. But like for you, you're like, you're, you're a little bit older. I'm a young man. <laughs> a young man. Still a young man. But so yeah, saying? but it's like, can you imagine if when you met your, saying? when you met your first teacher, 
like you met your year one teacher, year two teacher, year three, like all you always meet your teacher the first time. If they had like a pen and paper and they were noting down everything about you just to make mm. sure, like just to add to some record of how you are and how they should act around you. Like it's it 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 just all seems so fake and ridiculous, but it's something that is said to be so necessary and sort of important that we can't you know, it's. I'm always. I feel like I'm going to say all the time, like, how can how can we be equal? If, but you know, I feel like if if you wouldn't be comfortable with someone doing it to you, why should you do it to someone else? And yeah, like you yeah. were saying, you don't take them to meetings because I presume if when we first met on that residential, if I turned up with a pen and paper, just noting as you, as we first had our first conversation, you know, you'd be a bit like, what is he? What is he doing? I've seen, I've seen it happen, Tom. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I've seen people in like full sessions um like full sort of work experience um sessions like full days 10 till 2 people that come in with a paper and pad and um prioritize sitting there and writing in that pad over and above talking and working uh, with individuals it's, and it's that's not to say that it comes from always comes from a bad place or anything but it's 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 interesting to know yeah. where the you know where the emphasis is with the with the demographic if you, if you see what I mean it's um, yeah it's, it's it's peculiar and I just think like in terms of what we were discussing in general about this podcast and what we're trying to get across is that we're not saying that we're giving you know what we're saying now about how we don't think that's okay we're not saying that that means it's not okay like there are people can do that and it's fine it's just we kind of we're, I mean I presume we both agree but like for us don't presume it's a single thing about me <laughs> The whole point we're trying to make, or now we're talking about, is that, you know, we we're, as a society, we like to say that we treat people as equal and that we're all mm. the same. But it's like, you know, we're, you'd be stupid to say that we do. Because, again, yeah, yeah. you know, when I met my first secondary school teacher at age 11, he didn't have a pen and paper noting down all these things about me. Why should another person the same age as me, you know, with the same, like, some of the same interests, some of the not, like, another individual have to have someone noting things down about him as he's talking like it's it and it's not to say that sometimes notes aren't necessary like there are certain things yeah, that you need yeah, to if someone course. has something like epilepsy you do need to know things about epilepsy but it's just it's yeah, the when it's come onto that yeah it's the how and when you take those notes and the how and when you do it and it's just the i just think it, equality like you know we're all striving for it but we shouldn't be stupid enough to say that we have it already because we're, yeah. we're nowhere yeah. near it and that's probably something that in the podcast you know hopefully if this podcast is going for years and years one day we'll do a podcast and we'll just start it and say it's all good now and then turn <laughs> it off <laughs> sign out forever but you know yeah, yeah. it's it for us, it's like, at least, at least for me, and I, I presume for you from our, well, I can. Don't presume a fucking. <laughs> I like to think that you'd have the same, but like you know, we wouldn't be having this discussion if we didn't think that there were no. there were problems and different think... episodes will go into them. But yeah, like well, sorry, I've cut you off there. But um, no, no, I was about to interrupt you. Oh, oh, oh better not. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we wouldn't be having these discussions if we didn't think there was issues and people weren't being treated completely fairly and yeah i think the um the school um you know uh, like parent evening model um is a good uh sort of a good analogy we all have that experience when you really think about it we we all have that experience of um being in a room with uh you know your parents and a teacher and having that teacher that authority figure with their um, you know, with their notes, with the with your scorecard, oh, you know, know. I mean, talking I to your parents, year, so not even necessarily cool. talking to yeah. you, but talking to your parents about you and what you do well and what you don't do do well. It's a horrible, it's a horrible yeah. feeling, especially for someone like me. I mean, we'll, I'm, you know, maybe at some point in a podcast, going to, right, we will, I'm sure, going to how much our uh, fuck up I was like <laughs> as a like as a as a as a kid until I was mid 20s is when I um you know I didn't I didn't go back to school go back to get a degree until um mid What did you get in uh, your GCSE that you got next I got bad I got bad No no no, 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 no. no. Uh, so we were talking um yeah off off mic about my GCSE English A star that's a retake from uh you know I was like 29, 30 before I got that. Still, A star is an A star, mate. A star is an A star. <laughs> First time I yeah, did my GCSE. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so I've I taken got, away from your point. I got like a D and an E. You're making a very valid point. 
Um, well, yeah, I was actually. You shouldn't. You shouldn't interrupt. Actually, it's jokes. This is just jokes. It's a laugh. Um, it's just laughs. Uh, yeah, we've we've all had that experience of um, being spoken about and not necessarily spoken to. You know, and being. Um, uh, I don't want to just say valued um, because I don't. Uh, you know, I don't want just want to sort of slight all mainstream school systems as if they as if they only care about as if they only care about your productivity. But we've all had that that, that awkward, like, had that difficult experience, yeah. yeah, of being um, even if it's just for evaluated. one parent evening or one one moment, you you, you must have had it. Like. Yeah, we've all been evaluated um, by somebody else, um, by a professional person, to our parents, um, where in a situation where our actually our input in that moment isn't what's important that's when we're being spoken about and that's when we are kind of you know we're either succeeding or we're feeling uh, failing for me i was failing and i think it's yeah where it's really relevant is that actually for lots of people with them um, yeah learning difficulties any kind of um sort of disabilities you live your whole life, oftentimes, with um, people, like professional people, talking to the person sat next to you, yeah. rather than to you. Whereas you it's know? kind of a, a part of our lives, is that, yes, we sit through these parents' evenings and that, but when we get to an adult stage, you know, you don't talk, like, people, I'm, I've only just recently turned 18, and people aren't going to talk to my parents about things, I, I, I've... I've got to do things myself and people mm. will talk to me and it's, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not going to, you can obviously continue and I'm sure you'll have a better way of articulating, but I presume you're making the point that, yeah, like they, they go through their whole lives with people talking to other people about what they want, what their interests mm. are. And it's, um, and what's possible I think them? my mum always says an imagined future is like something that's lacking because you don't give them an opportunity to say what they want. You yeah. kind of, you do what, what, it's like, what can you do? Not what do you want to do? And it's like, yeah, for, yeah. I I feel like you don't have that unless you've, you like with learning difficulties, you, it's very much like, what are you, you know, if we're looking at your whole life, what are you able to achieve? And it's like, yeah, yeah. we should actually be looking at it. And that's evident it. in the very first chapter of your mum's book. Um, we're jumping, we haven't like, talked about it in the episode. We haven't mentioned it. There's, no. um, you're in Justice for Laughing Boy, Sarah Ryan. Um, <laughs> plug! <laughs> plug! <laughs> There's a, a moment um, when she talks about the diagnosis, yeah, Connor's diagnosis, um, when um, immediately Sarah is being told about um, how they're gonna, they're probably gonna want to look at some sort of respite, um, yeah, yeah, further in life. It's, it's um, like it's as good an example as I can think of about how your um, life is sort of prescribed and dictated to you before you. You know, before you know anything about it, he's what three, four yeah, in that, exactly. um, yeah, in there. Um, all he has is a diagnosis of, and that's um, that's kind of all people. That, but that's enough for people to plan his whole life. It's kind yeah. of it's, it's telling what he's not going to be able yeah. to do. What he's never going to be able and to it's, do. It's so interesting because yeah, like I was saying, you know, you live you live a life on what you you know what are you able to do, whereas it should be what's stopping you from doing this, yeah, and what yeah. can we do to stop. What can we do to change the fact that you've got barriers in your way that not everyone has? Yeah. You know, we shouldn't... I mean, I, I feel like this podcast will be a lot of me being like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do this. We mustn't! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, and reading... I remember reading that. I was so annoyed because it's like this whole imagined future and all that. Like, you don't... You know, Connor didn't have the opportunity to kind of... He had his dreams and stuff, but they were never going to materialise in the society that we live in. Because he was never going to be given the option, and it's but it's like it's a, it's a tackling it from the wrong way instead of tackling it from a okay. Should we find out? You know what can you do? Like you, you may have autism, but you can still do X Y Z. It should yeah, be yeah, yeah. you may have autism, but that shouldn't matter. So what do you want to do, and what's stopping you? Because we shouldn't there shouldn't be anything stopping you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, or uh, oh, you've got autism. Okay, cool. yeah, whatever, sweet. Okay, like, why, so, you, why, mean, is it, why like, is it even important? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, so what, what is it you want to do? Yeah, sorry, I, yeah. Okay, let's Did figure you, out a uh, way for Why are you mentioning autism? What? No, we don't need to know that. Yeah. We just want to know what you want to do and how you're going to do it. Okay, like, how does that affect you? How does that, yeah. how does, like, what impact does that have on you? You know, 
is that something that's really important to you? La di da di da. Where do you want to go? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. What do you want to do? And it, it, that's that's something that I guess is uh, coming back to. I guess this is our intro episode, and we're new to this. We've got squeaky chairs, and I reckon the mic's picking it up, and I feel really I bad. Got I've got a squeaky chair. I'm really sorry. Right, we're gonna we'll we're gonna sort this out probably. Maybe I don't know. Um, but so, no, ten. The uh, yeah, no, exactly. It comes back to this whole thing of you know we just we're just trying to make the point that it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a different there shouldn't be a difference in how you go about your life. No. It shouldn't life expectancy is an extreme, but even low key things of do you have can you can you achieve all your goals or not, you know? And that that's what we were talking about with this whole imagined future. Like yeah, yeah. can you do you know, I I lived my whole life and I've lived my whole life believing that if I put enough effort in I can kind of achieve what I want. Sure. But I feel like you you don't have that in other circumstances because you we live in a society that will never even give you a look in and that's that's ridiculous and that that's not just a learning difficulty thing that's that's so there's so many different factors that can play into that but obviously this podcast focuses more on learning difficulties and I think the whole imagined future thing is so key but it's it's a what can you do as opposed to what can we do to make sure you can do what you want you know it's it you're looking at your options kind of from a no you can't do this and it's kind of it's you'll a, never be able to do this it's like you're lucky you can do this you know do what you're able to do like don't complain at least you can do this yeah. as opposed to a what do you want to do let's make this happen and that's yeah. let's find a way yeah. for the and that's what it should be, be. it should always be that and i just blows my mind that we live in something like that you know i want to um like uh you mentioned it again just now um said multiple times earlier life expectancy um, yeah life expectancy um shouldn't be any um less I know what you're talking about because we talked about it oh, numerous yeah, times. Oh, yeah, I specify. I did. I did. I made a note because I thought actually on air that's not like maybe not um, super clear. So, do you want to yes. chat briefly about what you mean by uh, when you say that um, a person's life expectancy shouldn't be any so any, any lower? Okay, so um, basically, I've just Googled just to get statistics right. So um, the first one, so life expectancy is something that is obviously, you know, it's key to your life, you know. You want to hopefully have the longest life expectancy you can have. I, I don't know what the... Touch word. What's the... Uh, let me quickly Google um, average life expectancy in England. Uh, average life expectancy UK is 81.60 years. It's a bit morbid to talk about this. So on average... You know, you live to about eighty-one. I think it's a—it's probably more. Is it more if you're a woman and less if you're a man? It's something. They, there's a few so factors, but it's not. There's not a lot in it. So, but then coming up on here is um, people with learning difficulties are fifty-eight times more likely to die before the age of fifty than the rest of the population. Right. So, this is something that's become quite prevalent. Uh, you mentioned earlier the whole like being on BBC Breakfast and all that, and that was something that my mum was talking about, and I kind of picked up on and was like, oh my god, I never thought about it like this. You know. <laughs> For me, this whole, I, I've mentioned it earlier, you know, as a society, we should be, I hope. I mean, I like to think we're striving for equality. I think sometimes we use it, f like, over the top. We're a bit sort of ridiculous when we say that we're all equal or we're doing it and we're doing as much as we can. I think that's ridiculous. But the whole basis of, you know, until people who are born with something like autism or learning difficulties that isn't, isn't a factor or shouldn't be a factor in how long they live it's not mm. it's, it's not, not a life-threatening condition yeah, is exactly it? and that you know 58 times more likely to die before the age of 50 if our if our average life expectancy is what um 80 80 years or so so 58 more times more like 58 times more likely to die 30 years premature that's horrendous we shouldn't like you know that's shameful and this isn't a condition that is life threatening as you were saying this is this is something that we can we can get around if we put if we actually apply ourselves to it and actually do the correct things and that's yeah i'll mention it a lot because it really 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 angers me sure as i'm sure it angers you and should i should really anger anyone yeah, yeah. well and hopefully it will anger everyone everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah by the time yeah, we're finished um, i'll mention it all the time but yeah just the fact that people learning difficulties on average have a lot lower a life expectancy than people without them and it's, you know, if there was a reason, an obvious, it was life-threatening. If you had learning difficulties and it was life-threatening, I wouldn't be sat here saying that. But the fact that they're not life-threatening, you know, hmm. 
It makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. You need, um, need to have a long, hard yeah. look at the reason why it is a life-threatening condition just to have a non-life-threatening condition. There are definitely topics, things like ATUs and stuff yeah. like that, which you can discuss further in different podcasts that will give will shed light on why the life expectancy is lower, but they won't. there's no excuse for it. That's not... These aren't reasons, these are problems, and I think yeah, we definitely yeah. could go into it. Um, no excuses. Um, exactly. Your mum's work is very poignantly subtitled um, uh, Death by Indifference. Right? Yeah, sort of a. Um, and it's when a you lack look of at the statistics that have come out, kind of un- un- you could unpack them all here, but it's a whole other podcast episode right but um when you look at the statistics the 0.1 percent um you know in investigations and things it's difficult to get me started yeah 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 we haven't got time yeah no we are coming (laughs) Um, up to the album it's difficult no impossible to just you know describe it as anything other than an indifference and And, yeah a lack of a lack of caring and i think that's something we'll come back to so much and for me it's and i'm sure it's for you um it, it it's what makes my blood boil the fact that we these aren't deaths based on something out of our control these are deaths based on just not really caring and not not really having the same not giving the same value to certain lives as we do to others and I think I mean we're coming up to the end of this this podcast but I mean if we could leave it on any note it would probably be how how as a society can we not value all lives as the same yet still strive to be so equal and silly and oh, I'm so angry now <laughs> but sorry Tom <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed if you hear the chair I'm no, really sorry with with this our first time please listen to the content over the sound yeah the background sound if there's anything else you want to add on a final note only that I think I think it's you know it's appropriate to be to be angry and to be sort of incensed and actually that's you know, may, may, maybe it's the right thing to be angry right at the end of the podcast because actually it speaks to the whole reason behind, well, um, yeah. yeah, like initiating the podcast. You know, it's, as a society, we shouldn't just be indifferent. Um, we shouldn't just be able to coast by forgetting about this, um, you know, very large community, very significant community um, of, of people, you know. We, it, it should be just as um, prevalent a, a, a concern. I think I said in the... Uh, I said in... A, a, for the podcast reference, when I stood up in that meeting, like... Um, yeah, again, we'll talk about... I'm sure we'll go into more detail. I think I said, you know, we wouldn't be... We wouldn't be okay with it if it was babies. We wouldn't be okay yeah, with absolutely. it if it was... If it was toddlers, you know, children... Yeah. What gives us the right to sort of turn a blind eye or just be kind of, ah, you know, just one of those things just because they've got learning difficulties or autism, these people, you know, these are people, these are humans, you know, these are, I shouldn't even be having to say this, but, you know. Right, and, and, and exactly, you know, I don't mean to celebrate you and I when I say that for us, it's just a conversation about people, um, yeah. people that we know. And, that and people, people that are dying prematurely. community. Um, that that we're a part of it's it's um you know it's if there is a hope I think if I have a motivation or an aspiration for this podcast it would be that there are just people having a conversation about people yeah um, you know and contributing to a, a culture change where we're all just chatting amongst each other and enjoying yeah. each other and and it's a culture change that I don't think I think it's it's popular and it's easy to say that it's happening, but I think you know when you have a life expectancy stat like we've just read. Yeah. Regardless, of, you know maybe it's a little bit off, but I, I just got the first one on Google. It's it's not going to come from nowhere, you know. It's a it's a it's a it's something that we'd love to say. I would love to be sat here saying that you know everyone has the same life expectancy and everything's equal. I'm not doing this to pick a fight. I'm doing this because I feel like it should be said, and I think that's. To round off this introduction, like, you know, we're not, we'd love to not be here to an extent, you know, it's not like it, as much as we enjoy having these chats and stuff, you know, and it's not an entitled point of we have to be here. Like if we, 
It sounds like we're saying that we can change it. We're just saying, yeah. like, if we didn't... God damn, it's lucky we're here. <laughs> Phew. Watch out, world. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like... Don't worry, it... <laughs> guys. We're on it. But, yeah, if we... If we if these discussions weren't relevant or important, we wouldn't be having them. Yeah. But they are. And, you know, you mentioned uh, Google acquired statistic on life expectancy a second ago, but there are contemporaneous reports um, like the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Learning accountability, uh, candor and accountability uh, report. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll unpack it in a, in a future episode, but there are yeah, as I say, contemporary accounts of the uh, statistics around just investigations into deaths. In, but I mean, to uh, quote Mazars, I think it's it's what one percent. And this is it was this. It might have only been the southern health aspect, but yeah, it was definitely something like what one there was. X amount of unexplained deaths yeah. and only like one one yeah. percent of in learning disabled deaths were investigated. Yeah, and, so that's, you know, that's you should any any death you can't explain, you should probably try and find out a reason. And yeah. I mean, I don't want to like we're making. I feel like we're making the same point again and again, but sure, us, it's, sure. it's, it's it's so in, it's so it's an important point to make. I'm just you know that to round it off. Like, come on, everyone, come on, let's change it. Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously we've said it enough, but we're not trying seem like we know all and that we're going to necessarily say the right things we just yeah want to have a discussion we have them a lot i hope everyone's enjoyed we'll set up some twitter or we'll set up some sort of Somewhere. way to share it after yeah i can't ever i can't it's too old that. do you know what twitter is um, <laughs> yeah well we'd love to hear from anyone who listens um even if it's just like us two and my mum or something yeah. <laughs> tweet us please mum we'd love it uh, yeah thanks for listening hopefully there'll be some next episodes coming up sorry about the squeaky chair it's not mine it technically is yours <laughs> thank you it's not the one I'm sat on okay catch you in a bit cool thanks bye So there you have it, episode one of the Challenging Behaviours podcast. Um, I'm putting on my very best radio podcast voice now to try and get through the outro. Sounds professional. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Promise next time the sound quality will be better, less squeaking, less of Tom's clacking on the on the keyboard. Um, and some Jack next time as well. And yeah. some Jack, yeah. Um, Not Jack Daniels, sadly. Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. Um, for more info, check out our website, uh, Challenging Behaviors website. We'll stick a link. We'll stick a link in the description, right? The website. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick a link. In It'll the... hopefully exist by then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why I'm hesitating saying the name of it because it's, uh, it's, it's in our imaginations at the moment. You can tweet in the meantime, right? Yeah, so uh, my Twitter's at RapidRhino123. Um, feel free to tweet me with your thoughts. Chip your website up, drop us some comments. Let us know what you think. It's, we're opening up a discussion. It's not closed off. Anything people have to say, we'd love to hear. Or ask. Or ask, ask. yeah. They might have something they might want to come discuss. on and talk about. Yeah, if you want to come on or if you want us to discuss something, we will discuss anything, really. All about the conversation, right? That's that's what we were yeah. principally looking to promote. That's the, that's the tagline. <laughs> All about the conversation. All about the conversation. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Please listen again. You're very welcome. I worked really hard. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Uh, oh, sweet. <laughs>